0: Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Coffee People podcast presented by Roast West Coast. I'm Ryan Wolt, and this is the show where we weave through the inspiring entrepreneurial and today international stories of coffee people. Over a cup of coffee today, I'm chatting with Tanya Nannetti. She's a multi-hyphenate who has many roles in the coffee industry. She is the head barista at Buna Specialty Coffee Shop in Lisbon, Portugal, a freelance coffee writer for publications like Barista Hustle, a coffee coach, more on that later, and with her boyfriend André, even runs her own coffee blog, interviewing coffee people and helping grow the community of craft coffee called Coffee Insurrection. While you're listening today, be sure to check out and follow at Coffee Insurrection on Instagram. And since you're going to be on your phone anyway, you might as well subscribe to this show's newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. I mean, why would you not? All tasks aside, I hope you have a lovely French press Columbia. Or a V60 pour over, featuring your favorite local roaster, or perhaps a shaken vanilla cinnamon espresso over ice topped with creamy oat milk. Whatever coffee you like to drink is the best coffee for you, and I hope you have it now, because it is time to enjoy it while you listen to this Coffee People conversation with Tanya Nanetti, Coffee Person. Hey, how are you?
1: Hey, good you.
0: I'm very good. Thanks for meeting with me.
1: Hi, you're welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity,
0: Tanya. Welcome to the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. This is exciting. You're you're our first international guest.
1: Oh, cool! It's really exciting, also for me. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Would you mind, uh, for everyone listening, saying your name, um, where you are in the world, and what your current coffee role is or- role is in the industry. I know you do a lot of things, so that might be complicated.
1: So, hi, I'm Tanya. originally from Italy, but I move around a lot. So right now I'm in Lisbon, Portugal, and I'm head barista for a really lovely coffee shop. But at the same time, I'm writing online stuff for barista magazine, for standard magazine, so different realities of coffee. And I do also some training I'm coach for Barista Hustle and I do consulting training plus together with my boyfriend I have a page about coffee called Coffee Insurrection uh, which purpose is like to build a nice community about coffee. So we do interview, we list places, everything specialty coffee related.
0: And that's how we got connected. You reached out to me over Instagram from Coffee Insurrection and and, um, I certainly appreciated that. I was very excited about it. And I want to talk about all of that stuff. But before I do, I want to ask you if you had like a first experience with coffee that set you on this path where it's such a big part of your life.
1: So well, what what happened probably to many people, I was traveling, a lot like to travel. So we were in the U.S. with my boyfriend and I come from a reality where coffee is just a black thing Really small, cool <laughs> espresso, usually really bitter. So I really grew up drinking cappuccino instead of espresso because I never liked the taste. And then traveling, we discovered that there's much more. We, we were in, in town in New York and we discovered that there's filter coffee and it then can be like from Ethiopia and taste like something and from Kenya and taste like something else. And just traveling, we started to taste coffee and to explore, to fall in love with it.
0: What was your first job in coffee? The first time you thought, I want to actually do this for my job instead of just traveling and enjoying all these new experiences.
1: So when like, together with my boyfriend, we were doing totally different stuff before. And then we went back to high school. In Italy, there's a, a high school for, like, culinary, bartending, and everything. So we took our second diploma in this kind of job. And and then I landed in a small coffee shop uh, in Bologna that were doing specialty. And yeah, I discovered that was, I was really into it, was, was like what I wanted to do in my life. That's it.
0: Uh, that's really interesting to me. You said that you, you, you studied in high school, a high school for like hospitality or bartending or that kind of thing. Is that an option when about what age are you at? Is that an option where you can start to look at a career earlier on? Because for me, like nobody even talked about that until I was much older.
1: So in Italy, basically you can do as a, together with a normal high school, that's one high school that is uh, specific for hospitality job. So if you do it as a kid, he covers uh, working in a hotel, working in a restaurant and in a bar, mostly as a bartender, but anyway, you learn also to do coffee. But you can also do it in the evening. So that's what we did with my boyfriend. We had already a diploma since we were a kids. So we did a second diploma. And being adult, of course, you do different things. So you learn how to cook. And that's the, the person that my boyfriend chose. And you learn also how to do in front of the bar. And so this, together with some other classes, like SCA classes and other stuff, led me to this kind of job.
0: Uh you mentioned that you started uh working in Bologna at a specialty coffee shop. When did you start writing about coffee and and creating content about a excuse me about coffee. Your boyfriend's name uh is is Andre, I believe.
1: Yeah, Andre, yeah.
0: And coffee insurrection is kind of your project together. It's not it's more than a project, but it's what you do together. Yes. When did that become something you were inspired to start doing?
1: So I love to write, I always wrote stories, just play fiction, classic short stories, usually in Italian, because it's my mother tongue. But then, among all the rest, uh, we wanted to do this page about specialty coffee for a long time, especially because we love to travel. So we wanted uh, to create a point of reference for people traveling, so the page has no judgment, nothing. We really want to just to online, the community, so we, we don't do review anything. And then, of course, there was COVID that kind of killed our dream and everything. I was working and living in Berlin, and I went back to Italy, and there was a big long winter without a job because being a barista was really difficult in that moment. So that was finally the, the time that we took to create the website, actually to start it. So we we start just the two of us, and we still are the two of us. So we designed the logo, everything, and my boyfriend he could with. Computer, so I did the practical part, and I started to create content, uh, a little bit of social media, all this, all the rest. So that's how it started.
0: Well, and it's it's growing. You also work with Barista Hustle and write for them as well. I actually had one of my first real coffee experiences in Italy, and I was very early on in my drinking coffee experience, and I was always amazed. Uh, the difference in Italian coffee culture where people will run in and drink an espresso like throughout the day. And (laughs) for me, it's like, okay, in the morning and I sit and it takes me 20, 30, 40 minutes to drink a cup of coffee. I always thought that was just a different, it's such a, it was so involved in uh, the daily life there when I was visiting. You mentioned earlier that you're a coffee coach. What does a coffee coach do?
1: Personally, I do many different things, really depending about who I'm teaching to, who I'm coaching to. Um, Like Portugal, where I'm currently, is is still a uh, starting market. So uh, there are not many people into specialty coffee. There are many expats that work in the industry and that they are already into coffee. They know already. So mostly I do, I train my co-worker like I'm head barista so all the girls some guys that comes working with me I train them I share my knowledge with them but then whenever a private whoever or another coffee shop or another duality, contact me and it can be anything can be like from designing a bar like you want to open a coffee shop and you don't know where to put the machine it's something really basic but many owners don't know how to do it. So I can help you setting a nice bar. I can train your baristas. I can train you owner that you want to know a little bit more about coffee. And it can be espresso. It can be even just learning how to brew coffee at home, like V60s. And it's really a big – and together with my boyfriend, we really try to uh, give a complete experience. He's doing more about the kitchen part so he can train – same same idea about kitchen while I cover the barista bar.
0: I think a lot of people when coffee that gets started they just learn on their own and they don't know if they're doing something right. I think taking a coffee class uh, certainly helpful. Uh, you're in in uh, Lisbon now. How has the last few years been uh, with COVID and working in coffee? Because you're engaged with people so one on one.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I left Italy two years ago, uh, summer, like, yeah, uh, spring last year, like 2021, to work in the south of Portugal, and it was funny because I actually found the job doing the website, so we were listing places in Portugal, and this place looked nice, and it was like a summer job, so I just sent them a message, hey, I'm at Barista, I'm doing this website, do you need a Barista, and they said yes. So we just left Italy and moved to Portugal, like this. <laughs> and then even the place where I'm working now, we interviewed the owner for our website, and then he told me whenever I, had a, I need any head barista, I'm going to call you. So that's why we moved to Lisbon. Everything is really spontaneous. And by air to say, compared to Italy at least, I don't know how it was in the US, but Italy was really, really bad, really, really strict. While Portugal, yeah, of course, really, uh, at, at least since I'm here, you had to wear mask uh, whatever last year, but we were always open, and it was never so so bad, like it was in italy like Italy, in Italy um when I was already here, I know that in Italy they had uh, to close the shops uh, you could not sell uh one year in the last or uh, one year and a half it was always everything open but yeah we had like masks and uh just really briefly, like two weeks. Uh, uh, they require a test or a COVID pass to come in, but just in the restaurant, not in a coffee shop. So as a coffee shop, mm-hmm. they've always been open uh, and relaxed. And right now it's really okay, nothing. It's chill. Portugal is open since last year, I would say. like At least uh, since summer, everything is fine. At least. For- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sure. Portugal is, is like the next place on my wife and I's list to visit that we're very excited about. So that's good right. to hear. With all of the kind of spontaneous moving and the different the different uh, coffee things that you do in writing and working as a barista, uh, what is something that you've learned over the last couple of years that maybe surprised you, you know, about coffee? I mean, do you feel like you're still learning or do you feel like, no, I, I know it all now?
1: Oh, no, no. You never know it all. (laughs) There's so much to learn in everything, like even small thing behind the bar from a a new technique to brew something, a new flavor even. The more you like, I'm I'm lucky because being head barista, I can buy the coffee kind of that I want. Like I can feature the roaster that I want in my shop. They are super nice. So so I can always explore a new varietal, a new, uh, even a new roaster. And I can learn something new every time I brew a new coffee, or same in espresso and in V60. And at the same time, I really, what I really love of my job apart from coffee itself is people. <laughs> so I really love meeting new people. It's always a new experience. And like the coffee shop where I'm working currently with my boyfriend, Sid, and is really special because it's a tiny place and we're in know each other, know everyone. It's, it's really a community place. We always say to people, the second day, they're already regulars. So uh, that's a welcoming feeling, and it's, it's really beautiful.
0: On Coffee Insurrection, you interview a lot of people. How did you get started interviewing? And I'm someone who does a lot of interviews. Is it, a, is it something that you had experience doing or that you've learned or gotten better at through practice? How do you find the guests that, are, that you're talking to?
1: So mostly um, our interview for now are always same question for everyone because we really like the idea of showing similarities and difference in the community. I had no experience about it before, none. Um, the first one we just reached from one friend of ours uh, from Italy, but he was living in Berlin with, when I was in Berlin. So I met him there and he just, I just asked him, hey, do you want to be featured in our new project? And he said yes. And then the second one was the owner of the bar. That is a, a really cool specialty coffee roaster from Berlin. And it was the place where I was working when I was in Berlin. And it's a super nice guy. So I just reach him out if he wanted to be featured. And then that's it. I just, every time, like, I doing a little <laughs> bit of social media. Not I don't really like that part of the job. It's not my core. But while I do it, whenever I find someone that is nice, like a nice project, it can be everything. It can be We feature like this one guy, super young guy that uh, is actually working at Starbucks, so not specialty coffee. But he contacted us and say, hey, look, uh, with my family, we want to open a specialty coffee. We want to really change. And even if I'm 18, I, I'm trying to do something nice. Would you like to interview me? And of course we want it. So it's really... Again, it's about community. So whatever is a nice project, a nice guy or girl, uh, uh, a cool initiative, we try. And we say, hey, do you want to be featured in our website? So we got someone famous, someone not famous. Everybody can be. Yeah, we have bloggers. We have mostly coffee people, strictly, so barista. But yeah, also small blogger, whatever, whoever it is seems nice.
0: Well, you keep saying about how nice everyone is. But the name Coffee Insurrection is, <laughs> is intense. What what made you choose that as your name?
1: It was a cool name. But apart from this, <laughs> the, the idea, so the idea, what I really experienced, even in Berlin, when I, I was working in Berlin before, like starting, it's that I really believe that all of us in coffee, in specialty coffee in general, should really be as kind of against the bad coffee in general, not only bad coffee, bad drinking coffee, but also what is bad behind the big coffee companies and everything that usually exploit people and everything. So that's why it's a small insurrection. It should be all of us against all of that.
0: <laughs> I like that idea because I think a lot of times small coffee shops think they're competing against other small coffee shops, but in reality,
1: you are competing <laughs> against
0: these much, much bigger operations. Yeah. You're on the same team. Uh, yeah. You just happen <laughs> to be in the same neighborhood.
1: Uh, to me, to me, it's really important, and yeah, that's it. That, that's the idea.
0: What are you and Andre working on next? I mean, how is this going to grow? I think one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I almost forgot. but as you mentioned that you are teaching people about coffee as a coach, uh, as a head barista, and using coffee insurrection to create a community you're kind of creating this network of people who are learning from you and then they're going to teach somebody and they're going to teach somebody. Have you seen that at all where anyone who's worked with you or worked for you has gone on and, and done more things? Do you see that as a future or is that just kind of a, a lucky uh, vision yeah, from
1: of, of course, like it's, it's still growing the specialty coffee industry. So I th- train people that now uh, work in other coffee shops so I really hope that everybody keeps sharing knowledge. That's really important to me. And yeah, I really believe in in. I don't believe in good of people in general, but I really believe in community, and, I, and I've met really nice people. So this is something that, again, for me is really important. And I don't know what where the website will bring us. It, it really started as a small project, and is growing nice. We're happy. Um, we're not like we're not making money out of it, of course, right now. But everything, but anyway, it's helping us a lot. In like, uh, I got the, the, like uh, uh, writing job for Barista Magazine just because I was doing the website and I found that they were looking for writers. So I say, hey, why not? I'm already writing in English. Let's try. Right. And I pitched some stories and they were happy about it. So it's just, and I met new people through the coffee shop and they. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you like look for this job or like this writing stuff? So it's just really growing a lot. And yeah, what we go- want to do, keep traveling. It's really what we love. So the idea is keep working here until we're happy, and then who knows? And but in the meantime, we're probably gonna go Colombia in a couple of months, uh, having a trip, visiting new stuff, visit some coffee farm, meeting people, and at the same time, what would we do? With the website is again putting like one city at a time, we can um, map all the specialty coffee scene, whatever we can. It's never be complete, but it just a small stuff. And then when we travel, we visit places and we share the place. So uh, on my Instagram. I like I say, we're here, we've been there. So in this way, like we interact with people, and yeah, that's the idea.
0: Well, I like that. When you are when you are traveling. And you go into a new coffee shop. What do you like to drink for yourself?
1: Ha! Huh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> so, like right now, I'm working mostly with really light roasted coffee that I love, and that's that's why I keep ordering. So it depends if I know what the, the coffee shop is uh, serving, which kind of brand it is. It depending. Uh, so if I know that I I would probably like. A V60 is what I choose. If it's something that I know that it may be more dark, I stick with uh, first a latte and then see what happens. I really love like in the morning I do a double latte and then I see if it's really, really bitter and I will probably not like it. Maybe I don't do a filter. If it's okay, maybe I'll do a filter. It really depends. I love every kind of coffee depending about the moment of the day, the, if I'm traveling, if I'm chilling. So it's really <laughs> Like, I think that filter and double espresso, of course, help more about, like, tasting the coffee, but I want to also enjoy it. So if it's something that I know that is going to be really bitter, I will not order a filter.
0: Do you see the specialty coffee scene in your your region right now, in Portugal, in uh, Western Europe? Is it continuing to grow or people are getting more excited about it? I think here... In America, we, as a rule, we get really excited about things and we go overboard. Whereas, and then I could be wrong, but I think in a lot of other places in the world, it's more of a slower process and there's more of a foundation built. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how you feel about uh, the area that you're at now. And if you see that growth coming uh, or if it's still a ways away.
1: So I can tell you about, like more or less about what was happening in Berlin, what is happening in Italy and in Portugal. So Berlin... I would say it's more similar to the US or to London. It's a really big city with a big scene of uh, expat uh, travelers from years and years. So the specialty coffee season is already a thing. It's big. You can usually have a decent coffee, even if you go to a brunch place or a, a not proper specialty coffee place. You, you you can feel that the third wave of coffee is already a thing. So it's huge. While it, in places like Italy or Portugal, it's still slow, probably because the culture of classic espresso, classic coffee is really a thing. So changing the mind of people, of course, is is a long process. And for example, in Italy, in Bologna, in my hometown, there is this specialty coffee shop called Aroma that is actually uh, brewing specialty coffee for 20 years now. So it's it's quite something. And the owner, um, is he was in uh, Boston in the World Cup. It was third was at the brewing competition. So he's a really cool guy. But when I was working there, um, we had customers from China coming for Easy 60 but for local people, it was still a coffee shop. So you would serve like 10 espresso uh, really fast, and then at the time. So this is still happening. You've got new realities, of course. Especially in big city, maybe in small city, you got one specialty coffee shop. Someone that is young and want to do something different, but it's really slow. And in Portugal, it's kind of the same, at least in a small area. Lisbon is a little bit different because he, right now Lisbon is full of expats, a lot of American, a lot of Russian and Ukraine moved here way before the war, and so actually here there's a big community of specialty, everything considered. But it's mostly in the end of expats, not of local people. Not like I would say, of, I don't know, in Lisbon now there are maybe 30 specialty coffee, let's say more or less, maybe some, some more. But really in the hand of Portuguese are just a few. Most are expat-owned own, and baristas are expats. So it's, it's coming, but not from the culture itself.
0: Is there anything else that we should know about you, about your coffee journey, about coffee insurrection? <laughs> I was hoping you could say the name of the coffee shop you're working in now oh, yes, and maybe so. rec- <laughs> maybe <laughs> recommend one. Uh, if we're there visiting, we'll visit your shop. And then what, what's the next best shop?
1: So my the coffee shop where I'm head barista is called Buna Specialty Coffee. And it's in this lovely neighborhood that is called Santos that is kind of the let's say, a little bit trendy area. So not too touristic, but really nice with natural wine, these kind of places. And Bona, it was kind of pioneer. We were the first to really stick to white roast in a city that usually has more medium dark. So we were kind of different. And it's a really tiny place, and a lot of people come. We got so many regular. It's really a friendly place. So we, I would say we are really loved for coffee and for the... Environment and and we just open a second uh, location, like ten minutes from the other, but more focus on the brew bar. So in this, I can really play with cool coffee and, and yeah, it's 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 cool. If you love good coffee and a good environment, is a nice place. And if I have uh, to share another one, of course I I'm just telling you what I really like as a flavor because again it's it's just my taste. I prefer like white rose. And so as a just a simple coffee shop, that's one that is called Dramatico. Tiny little space, super minimal, just coffee, lovely, uh, like open five, six hours per day just during the week. It's a really one-man show, but lovely. And two specialty coffee roasters local that I really appreciate. Uh, one is called Buraka, and the other one is called Olisipo both are owned by super nice guys. These are really urakas uh, local under Opur is Arcanal, but both really nice on a nice place so I would check them out for sure.
0: Very cool. Well, uh, Tanya, thank you for just taking some time to chat with me and share your story with our listeners. Uh, and I'm excited to, st- uh, to share more about you and coffee insurrection with everyone as well.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity. It was really a pleasure to know you. And
0: again, thank you so much and good luck for everything. Thank you, you too. Okay, to recap, travel is a huge influence on Tanya and Andres' coffee journey. She has a personal Instagram for travel and coffee, at Tanya underscore coffee underscore travel, that you should be following right about now. Coffee Insurrection is geared towards travelers, Consider it a point of reference to be inspired to keep moving, keep traveling, and keep exploring. I'm glad we have coffee to guide our adventures. I was really intrigued by Tanya's early schooling experience. The idea that there is a high school trades program for skills like culinary seems really smart. I did a very little bit of digging into the Italian secondary school system to find out that there are multiple tracks a student can take after reaching what American students would consider their junior year. These programs are designed to prepare them for a university, technical school, or a vocational trade, and there are also opportunities for adults to return and follow those tracks. For Tanya, the coffee learning process is ongoing. There is always something new to learn, and her attitude of reaching out to engage, because what's the worst that can happen, is part of how she's helping grow the craft coffee community. That, and by running Buna, where by the second visit, guests become regulars. You can follow Tanya on Instagram at Coffee Insurrection or head to CoffeeInsurrection.com to read the interviews and track Tanya and Andre's coffee adventures far and wide. If you're searching but not finding, I'll also include those links in this show's podcast notes and in the Roast West Coast Coffee People newsletter. You remember, you subscribed at RoastWestCoast.com earlier, didn't you? Let's assume that you did. There, you can also find the brand new Coffee Smarter Education podcast. The first several episodes are out now, including the most recent on the French press. Listen to Coffee Smarter if you're trying to learn the ins and outs of making a better cup of coffee at home. You can find it on roastwestcoast.com, obviously. Or search for Coffee Smarter on your favorite podcast platforms, like Apple or Spotify. Then if you got a minute, please rate the show. It really helps us expand our reach to more people. This podcast, Coffee Industry Partners, also helped me get the show out. And they include Café La Terre, Steady State Coffee Roasting, Camp Coffee Company, Coffee Cycle Roasting, Ignite Coffee Company, Marea Coffee, First Light Whiskey, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, and Moster Coffee Company. I just stopped into Moster Coffee's newest location in Bankers Hill, San Diego earlier this week. And I had a great light roast Guatemala served to me by Stephanie, who was a really good barista. She gave no indication that I was a crazy person, even though I placed three separate orders in multiple visits on the same day. I'll just say that everyone loves the guy showing up to the meeting with most coffees for everyone. To all of you out there, everyone everywhere around the world, thank you for listening and supporting this show. I love hearing your stories and the stories of coffee people and being inspired to continue down this coffee rabbit hole. I hope that you do too. This episode of the Coffee People Podcast, presented by Roast West Coast, is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this episode has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. Always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee. Hey everyone, did you know that this podcast is a listener and reader-supported creative effort? It's true. Here's how you can help support the show. Rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform, like Apple or Spotify. With enough ratings and reviews, the show gets picked up in the recommendations algorithms, which is really helpful. Subscribe to the free newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. More coffee education, coffee experiences, and stories to tell. And finally, if you are able consider jumping up to the paid subscription option on roastwestcoast.com. I know, I know, why would you do that? You can listen to the show for free. The best reason is to support the creation of this coffee effort. The more paid subscribers, the more time and energy we can devote to creating this podcast and newsletter, sharing even more coffee content, and most importantly, connecting coffee people around the world. Thank you for subscribing, and thanks for drinking good coffee. Drinking coffee drinking coffee (sighs) Waiting 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 for the big truck